I could have did that differently. Not necessarily to stay with them, but just sort of kind of like, I won't say ended on a good note, but just ended on a, a sense that was more responsible and mature of you. But looking back on it, you just like, yeah, I wish I could have had that. We found ourselves in the bus. I the first thing. <laughs> For the accountability podcast, I don't think I don't think you necessarily throw yourself on the bus. I think no, it's just lessons learned. Yeah, lessons learned, but it's just you know, fuck niggas, being fucked, nigga. You know what I mean? Boy, ain't shit, nigga, shit, right? <laughs> so I know uh, my biggest deal. Oh. celebrating we also stepping in we also evolving we also improving we also continuing to love and build and continuing to nourish and understand that we're here for a reason fellas right right we're here for a reason and i couldn't be more proud and more thankful more blessed to share this moment with y'all Anticipating this moment, I got I got a little bit of that Bel Air drip drip on me, but it's all good. Hey Amen. You know what I'm saying? Dripping in objectivity. Okay? Drip, drip, match the drip. <laughs> so, welcome to Honesty on the Table. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, our mission is to cultivate a space where vulnerability, transparency, and humble curiosity serve as our end, serve as our healthy roots. See, I had got some of that Bel Air before I said the mission <laughs> Serve as our healthy roots for individual and collective progress. Gentlemen, we are here, man. I'm gonna take this off because I'm gonna start popping my shit right off, right off rip. So I'm gonna take this off. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, Lo, for helping me out. Epic. Mm-hmm. 
know what I'm saying? Let's get into it. So, man, let's. Where, where do we start? Where do we start, man? This is. You know, the mental health check in, man. Yeah, yeah, come on, bro. Mental health, bro. How we doing? How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling this week? Excited, you wanna, you wanna go okay, all right, low. All right. Take the initiative and turn up on you boys. You know what I'm saying? But you know me, per usual. Yeah. I got that job, y'all. Hey. Wow. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey. Congratulations, my boy. Yeah, I'm back to JOB only for a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm back to the entrepreneurship bag. But you know, you gotta get that investment capital for these fundings out here. Back a little up. sketch. So facts. But other than that, uh I just been in training for the last the last month, as of lately, just getting back to the 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 work of things that that nine to five schedule, um, losing a little freedom freedom, but it's worth it. So I can't complain. I'm blessed. How about you? Yeah, I've been I've been in the hyperbolic time chamber. You know, we know we know what's going on. We keeping it under wraps. We yeah. reveal that as time goes. But yeah. yeah, definitely been in the hyperbolic time chamber, just preparing. Um, been dealing with a lot of a lot of silent battles, and I've I've been winning. So say that again. You been winning? Yeah, yes, man. Sir. So you know, and and sometimes conflict is unavoidable. Mm. So and, and when you have to deal with it, you have to address it, and you always have to be tactful. Um, but you still want to be bold and audacious into stepping in it, and um, that's why I'm at. Um, you know, fighting these fighting these battles, man. So yeah, that's why I'm at, man, in a good place. Yes, Word. Word, man. Oh, so. I'm talking about milestones, man. My first year is down, man. Yes, I'm in, sir. in my second year of the PhD program. <laughs> you know, so once I'm done with this year, so I'll be done with my coursework. Calling so I can officially Jaylen. move into my, my dissertation research work. So once I get through the second year, man, it's, you know, I'm, I'm really going to be on one for real. For real. I got a lot of things lined up to continue, continue to help build my professional and uh, social capital with this, man. But one year down, man, and I'm moving into my second. So I, I feel I feel blessed. I feel um, very, very proud of myself because I knew I could do it from the onset. But when you're going through those silent battles, you, you are questioned at times. You question right. yourself, not necessarily in terms of what you're capable of, but questioning the tools and resources that you have in tow to make right. sure that you can accomplish those feats that lie ahead of you. So for right. me to do that one year down, going into my second, I'm, I'm blessed, man. Highly favored. Yes, sir. That's what's up, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm okay, man. Uh, silent battles, man, that, that's actually really stuck with me crazy because like, you know, I just started um, another business, um, Adventure and Explore Rentals, LLC. If you're in Georgia, <laughs> hit me up, man. All right. Um, I, Shout part, out. So, yeah, I got like the, the five Fiat's on there. So if you guys want to be, be in the city, you guys want to rent out some Fiat's, hit me up. I got you. Or right, check me out on Tilroll or the website. Um, but I realized like creating that business, bro, like the devil was trying to like bring me down bro like from a lot of you know just stuff going on in the background at the house and work and home like it's, it's a lot bro like but I had to stay focused and like what really made me stay focused is just like honestly that gym and you know obviously the viewers you guys will notice but you know we have, obviously we have the group chat and you know Marlo sends us motivational videos at clock, clockwork every morning <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning and honestly man like that's kept me really afloat like yeah, to stay focused and stay sure. on the path of you know my purpose so I'm excited bro for, for everything that's coming my way these blessings man I just gotta I realize I've just been opening myself up to per, to accept the blessings you know mm-hmm. like the blessings are always there I'm realizing but until you're until you are at a space to where God thinks you are ready to accept that blessing, mm-hmm. he's going to test you. 
oh, okay, you about to do this? Oh, let me throw some bullshit your way. Let me see how you respond. Correct. Oh, you stay focused. Oh, you stay disciplined. Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to bless you. So That's what's up. Man. Bless and highly flavor, man. Exactly, exactly, man. Wow. So, yeah, let's get into it, man. Yeah, we, man. We, we covered, we covered uh, like, yeah, man, from manhood to legacy to sex to love, man. We Education. Education, man. Millennial blackness. We covered a lot of points, man. So, like, what are, like, your overall thoughts, man? Like, how did y'all feel about the season as a whole? It's our first season as a pod. I mean, as we as it went on, we we, we sort of felt like veterans in the game. But right. yo, it's our, it's still our first season that we're, yeah. that we're capping off. So, how did y'all feel? Good kid, Mad City. Yeah. That was our first season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elaborate. That was okay. You know, so I'm a Kendrick fan, so I'm just waiting right, for you right, to go. Right. When I say Good Kid, Mad City, I'm talking about Kendrick Lamar's first album, which a lot of people deem as a classic. I feel like our first season was a classic. I felt like. You know, we got a chance to really introduce ourselves, our personalities, you know, our viewpoints from our perspectives based upon what we have learned or accomplished so far mm-hmm. as black men. Mm-hmm. I love the the grind of it. I love the feedback I'm getting from people. I love the constructive criticism I'm getting back from people. And I love how, you know, with the feedback that I'm getting, it's not just for one particular, it's not just black folks, you know, it's not just one race. It's... Mm-hmm. You know where our views are at. <laughs> <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's been a lot of layers to unpack. We've we've bonded. You know, we've gotten to we've gotten to know each other um, all over again. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I mean, since since high school is I mean, man, it's we're talking about almost ten years really well, you know, since we've really been in contact like that. And for us to still kind of just pick up what we left off, like, oh yeah, hey man, what's going on, man? And it's, it was just kind of crazy. I'm still going back to when we was at the belt line and we were having a conversation. I'm just like, yeah, like, what you need? With? Hey, okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, I say that I say that to say, man, I, I what I appreciate most about the pod and just the season, as I reflect on it, is the variety. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I acknowledge that everybody has like these creative. Um, and distinct differences from how we grew up to, you know, the way we dress, how we style things, the way we articulate. And I just think that that's just really profound to be able to bring us together like that. And, you know, doing something that's positive, you know what I'm saying? Doing something that's for the culture and right. that's that's making sense, man. And, and just trying to just make sure we establish ourselves and we build it. We learn it, too. So it's not it's not like it's not like it's like a. Oh, we a finished product. So I, I think I think that that's good. So people can see the growth and that we're growing together, you know, and uh, learning how to deal with that. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Hmm. I know how I feel. But <laughs> the number one pod since day one. Yeah, we say that. Come on, it, it's been a classic. It's gonna always be a classic. We're gonna be on the run. This is a marathon. Mm-hmm. We the champions, mm-hmm. and that's how we gonna finish. How we started. So within even within the process, like we adapted very quickly. So I know you guys can see from episode one to two. Once it got to three to four, it was like, hold up, they got a new camera. What, what changed? <laughs> oh, them boys. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Melanin popping. What, what happened? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Getting the respect we deserve. Yeah. From the you cameras, man. Giving y'all that zoom in, that zoom out. Everything. <laughs> Audio changed. Everything. So yeah. like, you know, through this whole process, this through this whole process, we were all just really coachable. Uh, everybody did their, their thing to research to what's best. Um, the communication was superb. 
Everybody was mostly on the same page. We didn't really have any differences for real. If somebody came up with this idea, we was like, bet, let's go. Break this down, explain that. How can we, right. okay, bet. It was, really wasn't any challenge that we really faced because we was all always on the same no page. No egos either. And no egos at the end of the day. And that's a blessing. So right. I'm just happy and just satisfied and just grateful for how the podcast is going. And it's getting better, y'all. We are already done figured out season three. Yeah. You know, we on season three. This is just a recap for season one. So y'all know we about to go crazy. That's all I got to say. Hey man, y'all, y'all already said everything. I'm going to say so. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that, but let's get let's get into like the the folks where go ahead. No, nah, brother, I want to. No, no, go ahead. Let's get into like because as we're thanking our fans, man, like what are some of the initial reactions y'all got from the people? You know what I'm saying? So you know, I want to hear Elijah first on this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think some of the initial reactions that it just it, it was good for them to see like black men you know, speaking and looking, you know, a certain way, you know, mm-hmm. and I, for a couple of, a couple of people who gave me their feedback, they were just like, they just weren't used to seeing it. And they said it felt really organic, mm-hmm. you know, and it felt like we were all sort of evolving together, like, mm-hmm. like going through the process and it seemed like everything was just, you know, fine tuned. It just seemed like, okay, it's like, yeah, we just, we just building. Um, and I, what I enjoyed most about some of the feedback though was, uh, when with the constructive criticism, okay, think about you know some of these topics, or maybe approach the questions in this type of way, or you know the look of of like the pie. You know what are y'all? What is like the overall direction? Is it more like relaxed? Is it like a mix? Like people were like trying to inquire more about us, which is good because we know about season two, season three, mm-hmm. where they can actually learn. So I think in terms of feedback, I think it was it was it was on the wave like that, man. And, you know the, the people who be talking to me, they they like to just make sure I stay I stay on my swivel like anytime. Maybe <laughs> oh lord man, they they real big on just like the branding and, and the perspective and um, it's uh it's cool. They like how honest we are for sure. The honesty, like they really do appreciate. It. It's like man, you know, and we we not trying to be like nobody. Right. That's what I think. I think I think that that's like probably the thing that resonated most is like nobody's like oh man, y'all remind me of no. Right, y'all. Oh, y'all different. Yeah. Y'all cool. So yeah, that was it was like my hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you see the eyes. You, look, you see the eyes looking at you, man. The, okay, dude, I guess it's me. Yeah, you. Um, wow, the initial reactions, man. Is they just love it, man. They, they uh, you never know your power and influence until you do something that required that that sort of kind of like requires folks to like look at you you know what i'm saying yeah um or to listen to you um not necessarily requires but just sort of like give them like that that option mm-hmm. and you never know until you give them that option and they start tapping in and they're like oh like i appreciate this like i love what y'all got going on everything that porter said i really resonate with um on my end of the folks that engage with me about the pod man they they look forward to it Right. They look forward to what topics we're going to hit on next. And I tell them, I'm like, the topics we're going to hit on next are topics that we always talk about, but we just seem to just, I won't say avoid, but we tend to be very delicate in terms of how we approach it. Mm-hmm. Like when we talk about the father's episode, when we talk about the education, you know, it's like things we talk about generally, but when we, but how in depth do we really get when it came to that student loan talk? 
You know what I'm saying? How it's crippling some of us in our community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How many of right. us are unable to establish that upward mobility because we are doing what previous generations said we need to do, which is get an education. But, oh, snap, like, we're going to take a hit from a debt standpoint. Well, when it comes to, like, us as millennials, man, like, a lot of folks had to be reminded that if you're born in the 80s, you're a millennial. Because they 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 put that whole, oh, the 90s babies are the millennials. Like, nah, y'all the ones who are, who are corny and cheesy and what's <laughs> that? Like, no, you born in 82, you're a millennial, bro. Right, right. right. Nah, like, so yeah, I, I look, yeah. I, they really appreciate the facts we give, the statistics, and the way in which, again, how transparent we are, how patient we are with one another. Right. How we're not, again, we have, we're no ego podcast, so we're not trying to one-up the other guy based on their experience, based on their privilege, based on what they may have went without, thank you, sir, or what they had. Like, we've all came into this with with an intention of it being a brotherhood first and it being um, about respect first over anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I appreciate that the most. That's what I got most from the, from the fans and the people. Well, for myself, <clears throat> um, as far as... I got Porter Shipper. I'm very... Uh, Take your time. <laughs> I, got, I got you covered. <laughs> Feedback wise, uh, people love the podcast. Um, especially uh, Elijah. <laughs> it was on your ass, my guy. All the time. What's the quote? Reverend Porter. What's the quote? What's, what's the quote, bro? Everybody be coming in. Um. Which one? The tutelage. Tutelage. Yeah. Oh, man. I keep tutelage. Tutelage, bro. That, bro. Oh, hey. man. Stand on it. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to go with that. Look, look, look. Now hey, I got your attention. I, before, I know we're about to get into it, bro. I would, real quick, man. Pops, I was talking to him. I was talking to him a couple. Uh, it was This was like, this particular conversation was a couple weeks ago. And he said, hey, son. He said, man, you're doing your thing, man. I said, Pops, I appreciate it. Ain't punching your chest, did he? Nah, not this time. And oh, that only, I only need I only need one time to learn. And hey, yeah. And, and he said, he said, hey man, he said, along the way, there's gonna be some people that don't like you, that disagree with you, mm. and got a lot to say. You know what though? Fuck them. Yep. Understood. Thanks. Mm. Fuck. And I say that to say. You know, a lot of times we as as men and we as we're developing, it's so hard to sometimes try to live your life because you feel, especially with the age of social media, you're constantly being watched. You're constantly being compared. And sometimes you can get in your own head about like where you are in comparison to where somebody else is. And it's mm-hmm. like, nah, like Pop said, man, nah, be you just you, whatever, whatever that is, either people rock with it or they don't. So I say that in like uh yeah, the critics and detractors. You know what I'm saying? That's Kevin Samuels. And uh, it's <laughs> the rest in peace. Critics and detractors. That's what you go with. Yeah, man. We and yeah, up, up with up with mobility. But I think that was funny though, man. Yeah. yeah. But back to the feedback. Uh, everything was good. Um. Hmm. Everybody want to be featured on the podcast. Yeah, everybody. What's up? Out of all the people, everybody want to be featured. Okay, we like yo, we, is, we up and coming. We haven't even established ourselves yeah, to start right. bringing but it's in. To, it's to the point to where you like damn near arguing with somebody. Like, bro, like, nah. So why bro, y'all like, didn't call me? Oh, bro, you know I can do this. Like, right? How do I know that? 
<laughs> like, why, like if, if I wanted you on the, on the show, I would have invited right. you. Because we never had this yeah, conversation. We never had this conversation, Mike. Bro, I had somebody literally like came up to me and was like, yo, why you ain't hit me to be on the pod? Bro, like in their feelings for real. And I was I was confused because I was like, we don't even talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> like I was I was like, I, how was I supposed to know? Like I I uh, just yeah, you should have had me on that topic because I would have my bad. You know, that was at least three people. And, it, you know, especially like a lot of women, a lot of women just mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I should have. Y'all should have had me on there because I would have been. I'm just like, OK. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's so funny. Y'all be, uh, a lot of folks <laughs> would say what they would do yeah. when the lights is on. When the lights is on. And we got to yeah. upload that thing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's different because, again, like how you said earlier, Porter, with your pops, like once you put your information and yourself out there, you're, you're left you're left to them right. to deal with and to to assess and to judge and all and characterize. And yeah. some folks don't know how to respond to that. Like we're growing and learning about that with ourselves. So imagine right. someone who said that they want to get, you know, featured on or they feel like they'll be good for this respective topic. They got to be able to ha- handle them and carry their own weight, too. All right. Yeah, and you gotta be cognizant. I mean, you know, one wrong, one wrong move is like, you know, we see like just like we was thinking, talking about like the verses and everything like that, mm-hmm. the Ray J and all of the, the R and B, and it's like they got their clip forever. You know what all I'm right. saying? So it's like at all times you you kind of being vigilant. It's like you you want to be as transparent and you know you speaking how you speak and you speak from experience, but it's like damn that one clip. It's a, it's a meme now, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was if, like, I was, if I was yeah. in charge of versus, bro, and Ray J came out there with that bullshit, yeah. bro, he wouldn't have got no chip. Yeah. All right, hey man, look man, yeah, that us you can do this thing though. Shout out to us, all right? Yeah, bro. All right, what, what, what episode y'all want to recap, man? I mean, we went over love, man, manhood, uh, education. Like, where y'all want to start? What, what y'all feeling right now? We started off with sex, bro. Sex, yeah. So, uh, in pre-production, <laughs> let's talk about this. Some behind this. In pre-production, we was talking about a couple of uh, questions, and the question that you may have, you all have known by this point is: uh, what are some tactics, mm-hmm. you know, some things, some your game plan for, you know, in the bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. And we gave our spiel in episode wrap. And then one of the yeah. fellows was like, yo, Jay, you, you forgot to mention the hot towel method. Right. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. And I was like, damn, I did. And we was talking about it for days. Me and Porter was, was talking about it like a couple days before, man. And so this is the hot towel method if you don't, you don't know. So you're handling business, right? Mm-hmm. After every round, after every round, in order to keep the rounds going, that's the secret. Oh, we're talking about that method. Yeah, to keep you keep keep you going. You know what I'm saying? Get you a nice clean rag first of all. Okay, don't use the rag you, you wash your ass with. Get a clean I, rag. Get a clean rag. All right. Yeah. You get, I'm, I'm, fellas. Listen, I'm putting you on. <laughs> get the clean rag. Warm it up. As you're warming it up. Make sure it's nice and hot, nice and hot, and have a follow-up hand towel also clean with you as you're getting ready to go right back into the room. Squeeze the rag out, of course, and you bring the nice hot towel out. You put it on your lady's flower. It's Sousa, right? Sousa, wipe from front to back, gentlemen, if you don't know. Front to back, 
After that, you follow up with a hand towel, you dry and cool her off. During that time, you recharge. Because <laughs> it takes about a good minute and a half for that water to, to heat up. So at that time, you're recharging. So then, she nice and cool, laid out. You go back into the bathroom, you do it yourself. This is the key. You do it yourself. Go on, go put the rag right under the hot water, squeeze it out, put it on yourself, clean yourself up, and as you're finishing and you wipe, squeeze the tip, pull. Bomb. Do it again, bomb. Put the hand towel, dry yourself off, lay back in bed. And you know me, especially based on that sex episode, I got that water by the bed, so I, that's another <laughs> opportunity for me to hydrate. Hit, you know, hit off my lady with the water. So next thing you know, you find yourself back in round two, and you continuously do that for the duration of the evening. And be sure, be sure, I'm looking dead in the camera because I'm serious. Be sure to put both the hand towel and the rag in your laundry basket after you conclude your evening. Jay, <laughs> Jay. No, you do. You're right. You have to say that, though, nowadays. So what's the time frame that we're talking about between wiping of three to, five, three to five minutes. Man. All that's within three to five minutes. Because mind, so, mind you, that water is still running. Mm-hmm. You got to keep it hot the, the entire time you pamper so we're in. we're talking about basically room. 10 minutes after the first, after a round in order to get back in. It should be about five. It shouldn't be that long. Three Ten, minutes, minutes, ten minutes is a long time. She done dry it up. All right, so let me ask you guys a question, fellas. This is real talk. Yeah. How many rounds y'all doing in each session? Depends on how I feel. It depends on how I feel. Let's, let's, just, let's, just, let's just say we're at prime. Let's say we're at, we're at prime sex mode. So we're like, we're, we're, we're horny. We're ready. You know what I'm saying? We're we're good to go. We're not tired. It's, we're, we're ready to fuck. Sky and I mean, I mean, I don't even really think it's about the round. It's yeah. about how long <laughs> can she last until she taps. I was really asking how long can y'all last. But so I mean, Scott, I'm, 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 when, when you like, are in double D mode, double D mode, <laughs> that's right. AKA that's right. determined yeah. dick. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. When you're in double D, okay. you are lasting as long as she. We're lasts. trademarking that. So for any of y'all, we got a business attorney here. So we're trademarking double D. So if any of y'all want to try us, that's all right. Double D. Go right. Ahead, but at a minimum, Two. Okay. Two. See, like, when I'm in double D mode, bro, I'm on one nut. But that one nut is like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, sometimes, I, like, yeah, like, sometimes yeah. when I'm in that mode, I don't even like nut, bro. Like, yeah. let me ask y'all a question, too, bro. Do, do, do women get mad at y'all when y'all don't nut? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Is it, why is that though? It's their gratification. But see, but see, but see, I feel like it's a double edged sword because then, like, if you were to, you know, flip it mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, babe, did you, you know, did you come? Did you not? Whatever, whatever." They're like, "Oh no, I didn't." But it's okay because, like, I enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. why can't it be the same for us? Because, like, that's how I be feeling. No. That's not how. Don't come. Don't put my sociology hat on in this. Yeah, I was, and I, I was about to say, yeah. Be, be come on, man. So what are you, what are you saying? Are you saying that they were just lying and capping the whole time? Like they, they no, 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 no. We no. live in a society in which is predicated for male domination, which also predicates to as male pleasure being taking precedence over women, oh. taking precedence over women receiving their pleasure, taking precedence over women mm-hmm. receiving their sense of identity and, and, and fulfillment in any endeavor where they share the same space as a male, especially when it comes to the bedroom. So they're willing to, you know, put their actual pleasures and preferences aside to support that's the man, right. but that's based on socializations that 
at this point in time in our generation is being challenged and is being thwarted. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I the same really, no more. Now, I you got women out there who's like, yo, <laughs> if I ain't getting mine off, I'm going to somebody else. And if we do the same thing as men, so shit, why not? Right. Everybody just protect yourself and stay, and keep, you know, continue to get tested. That's all. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm there. I'm there. I think I'm in the same school of thought, slightly uh, divergent philosophy. I think that when that situation occurs and a woman's like, oh, you didn't, or, you know, you didn't, and you, you get those type of questions, I think what it really speaks to is her and one of her most vulnerable states of femininity um, for me, because at the root of it, she wants to please you. Like the women that I've encountered and experienced in my life, they are happy that I'm happy. And they, they associate the, you know, that, that experience, you know, the nut, whatever you want to call it. They associate that with me being gratified and that gratification gives them gratification. Another great point. That they are, you know, helping uh, me experience the highest form of love. And that's their way of loving me. So I think that you know, like, yeah. So I think, yeah, that's like just a, just another another uh, piece to it because I just I see so many women like once they once a woman's into you, that's like it. she just wants to. That's half the battle. Yeah, like she's like it's like, but she has to be into you, and you know, to even really care. Otherwise, it's like okay, like like as the conversation was going on earlier, I got what I got. So I'm really good. I don't really care either way. And that's really like a, a tell. Like you can kind of assess. Like okay, yeah. You know, so to that, yeah. but that's weird though because like, like for myself, like I like to like I'm 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 big into like pleasing. You know what I'm saying? Like especially in sex, like I, I like to like I don't give a fuck about my shit. Like I do, but I don't. Like I can I'll be fine. Yeah, I'm trying to get you to to levels you ain't been to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then it's like I don't understand how that like uh, yeah. It's a lot of shit. It's a lot of sociology shit. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's a, a lot of unlearning has to take place. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's why they're navigating to learn themselves. Uh, easy. That's how we. It's made so much sense for us to go from sex to love in this like in the season, right? Like because mm-hmm. like intimacy is so like important to how one finds themselves or how one reassures themselves because like you can find yourself in terms of your identity in a vacuum all you want. But when you're mixing with someone else's energy, someone else's story, someone else's preferences, someone else's like sexual needs, right. that's a whole different thing. Your 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 identity is now challenged to now have to meet that, right? So right. to your point, Mike, like I feel the same and to Elijah's point, I feel the same. I feel all collectively to say that once you're meeting someone that you're mutually attracted to, you both need to continue to learn about one another to be into one another before you actually engage in the bedroom. So once you do engage in the bedroom, you know one another enough to be as vulnerable as you need to, to both be equally gratified in that space. Whether who comes first, who comes last, it should not matter. In the end, as you all both are in your lovingly slumber at the end of the night, y'all are gratified. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? And that's what matters, right? So. Yeah, okay. I think we left that that little hot towel method out. So, so over the years, right? So, like Jalen told me about the hot towel method. Maybe shit, I don't know, seven, ten years ago. Yeah, I remixed that shit. So to add on top of the on the on the tug, right? When you say you, you get you tug the you tug the head, right? Tug the tip, gotta tug the tip. You, you the whole purpose of you tugging the tip is because that's one of the sensitive areas after you come, right? Mm-hmm. So the next sensitive area that I discovered would be the actual sack itself. Mm-hmm. So the same method that you do with the tug of the tip, 
you also bring that same hot rag and you tug on the on the on the sack as well. Mm-hmm. And then and then you and you'll know the difference because you know once you know you really get in the bathroom like it's a it's a sort of type type of a numbness mm-hmm. to it. So when you when you do the hot towel method, you you feel yourself you you feel the blood flowing and you're getting your your feel back, mm-hmm. and then that's when you know you you're, you're good to go back in for the second round. Yeah, because men biologically, if you don't know when you're you're having an erection, blood is rushing to that muscle. Right. right. We're the only we're the only species, mammalian species, to ha- not have a bone mm-hmm. in our penile area. Mm-hmm. Right. So we need. <laughs> you didn't know that? Yeah. Every other every other mammal mam- male mammal has a aside from like you know sea mammals. I'm talking about land. They all have a bone of some sort, some sort of like permanent structure there to keep them upright or mm-hmm. to assist them in their uprightness. So that's why it's very important for you all as men to exercise, to eat well, to right. drink plenty of water, right. like because you're dealing with nothing but veins and vessels in your muscle. And don't forget to do legs, bro. Don't skip legs. Like, you, like no, like seriously, like that's 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 a part of that shit, bro. Yeah. Like, don't put like a thousand plates on it either to try to bust a good nah. squat. Do <laughs> night. Don't be a buck 25 and you're trying yeah. to lift yeah. three something to try to show your bros that you can do it. Stop that. Right. Stop that. That's wild. You're going to injure your back. You're going to injure your, your joints early. Mm-hmm. So stop with the bro lifts and really channel yourself to find. Honestly, calisthenics is where you need to be at. Calisthenics, yoga, meditation. I'm telling you. Everybody's. And Pilates. Pilates. And a lot of breathing exercises. Yeah. You know why? Because while you're in the mix in the bedroom, you need to start breathing. A lot of guys don't breathe. Right. That's what I learned. When I stopped when I stopped breathing, I was so caught up in the mix, I wasn't fulfilling the things I needed to fulfill for myself or for them. Correct. But when I started to slow down, but that comes with practice. So you gotta practice too in the bedroom, two different ways. Once I started to slow down and breathe, I was like, hold up, I know what I'm doing. Everything mm-hmm. made sense and things come together. Sure. Sure. But that was good. That was a good piece of it. Yeah, part part bill. All right. So, what questions do we have for the, for the love? Mm. When you know you found your soulmate. When do you know you found your? Soulmate? When do you know you found your soulmate? Some of us are still searching. Some of us have may have lost someone we thought would be or could have been our soulmate. But mm-hmm. when do you know you found? Your soulmate. I don't know. I, I that's a good question. That's a good. That's a that's a good question. I, I, I also. Do you believe you can have multiple? Because the folks out there were like, oh, you got multiple. That's why you just have just one. Because you have just one and it doesn't work out, then that means you can be a savage or whatever. But it's like the no, the no part is the part that I kind of, I kind of like. Hmm. Because I, sometimes I think, yeah, that's eventually like, you know, you find out and it's validated in a sense and then therefore, you know. But I think that initially, of course, is like I believe that this person is my soulmate and in essence and hopefully that other person believes. And it's like almost like a faith piece to it first that that, you know, that, OK, we have this faith piece of we both believe that we are each other's soulmate. And so we start moving and acting and behaving in such a way to where something occurs and is validated with, I know that this is my soulmate, if that makes sense. So I, so that's why I was like, I was like, mm. I, I get that. Like, I'm just like, okay, the no, 
But I think the no only happens after the believe. Like both parties have, are like buying. They've like bought into like yo. Yeah. yeah, like it's and then it's like it's something that yeah, it's something that happens. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, nah, this is yeah. I don't disagree with that, but I want to do a rebuttal to that though. Like I so like I do agree that you have to have a faith piece to it that like oh okay, like like I think Marlo when you like okay, yeah, like that like they're the one was that like a confirmation of like okay, the other party is like okay, you know, they're the one too, so I'm gonna start moving in a, in a way that, that shows that that person is the one, you know what I'm saying? Or are you mm-hmm. saying like... So I feel like within the, the back end of you saying uh-huh. that's your soulmate or believing that's your soulmate, it should be basically like a natural action, a natural attraction. Yeah. Because we're moving... Basically, when you know you find your soulmate or maybe possibly they're the one, you're moving in ways that's unfamiliar. And it, and it comes back to you checking yourself like, damn, am I doing too much or is she doing too much? But it feels good. Right. And you're questioning yourself, right. but you like want to do more. And it's just a natural attraction. It's just a natural way of you expressing how you feel, whether you're attending to the love languages, different things that you might be doing in the bedroom, uh, uh, physical actions of purchasing things, dinners. You might be doing some really extravagant shit that you never did before. You might be... Taking going to wineries and shit, but you usually just Jeez. take take a yeah. ticket to go to the crew to go get a hookah. Yes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're moving different. I so I don't disagree with that. Like and I, and I and I but I think that that's more like I don't like the beginning stages because like I you feel like example, I feel like bro? I well you want an example? Sure. I got an example for you. Yes. Is is it's about your wife, so don't you? So like for instance, like you knew Della was the one, right? Because mm-hmm. explain the beginning on how you guys started dating. So you guys met up, X, Y, and Z. Y'all went to high school together, very familiar, X, Y, and Z. But, you know, you, you guys wanted to pursue each other. Once you made up in your mind that she was the one you want to pursue, how many days apart did y'all go in a row? Let's talk about it. That's moving different. That nigga petty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a perfect. No, yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's good. So, 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 that's so good. to answer your question, I agree with you. Uh, when, yeah. when we first started, when we first started really linking, we went probably almost a year without not seeing each other every day, right? But but I would tell you this though, I'm be honest with you, like I from from just personal experience and just living life right now. Mm-hmm. Soulmate to me is like it ha- you gotta have some time on there, bro. And when I say time, I'm not talking about like you know you gotta be with this particular person for so long. But like I need to see you through conflict. Mm-hmm. I need to see how we how we are you know during the hard times. You know what I'm saying? Because every shit's cool when shit's easy, but everything good, everybody good. But when it's time to you know when it's time to face conflict, right. how do you respond? Right. You know what I'm saying? How 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 do we respond together as a unit? Mm-hmm. Do we do we just do we um, disconnect from each other, you know, mm-hmm. or or do we come together stronger, or or do we really try to find the issue? To me, that's what like really right. figuring out what your soulmate that's is a, because it's like because at the end of the day, no matter what, I have to one realize that we're all human, right? Mm-hmm. That people are gonna make mistakes, that people grow. You know what I'm saying? The person I met today isn't the person I'm gonna is, is not the same person is gonna be a uh, a year, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five years from now. To me, a soulmate is that throughout the throughout the the conflicts and throughout time and us growing and maturing and finding our purposes and 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 and, and moving together, 
is that is that is that love still there and has it gotten stronger or have we kind of like has the was that really just like a phase and then Correct. you know when the when shit started boiling we started folding right. against each other you know what I'm saying like so that's that's all I'm saying I think I think when it comes to a soulmate it does have a, like you do need a little bit of time right. and you do need to see how you guys respond to conflict right. with each other right. are you gonna work it out you're not gonna talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? Are we gonna be? Are we gonna have a real conversation? We're gonna cuss each other out, call each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we gonna do about the hard shit? Because right. to me, that's yeah. what's gonna really let me know if you're solid or not. Right, right. through the thick and thin. yeah, through the thick and thin. That's really it. Like, so and somebody asked the question: Can do you think you can have multiple soulmates? I think you can have a soulmate for a moment. You know, like you know, I I say exactly people in your mouth, in, in, exactly people, people you in your like, yeah. you know, your life for yeah, yeah, seasons yeah. or reasons. Like, yeah. I yeah. think that you can have somebody that yeah. that was your soulmate in that particular moment. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Because they serve, they serve that serve purpose, purpose. And, and, it, and it was like, it was like, it, fellas, you guys been with women before where mm-hmm. you guys mess with, and you know, you were in love. I give for example, Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm talking about McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like. <laughs> Brother, from the, and that was back to back. That yeah, yeah, yes, that was back to back. Right, yes, that was back to back. So like, right. literally met her in a transition time. Mm-hmm. She was transitioning, I was transitioning, mm-hmm. but that fucking summer, yeah, love, so you understand, bro? No. Like, but it was crazy. Now, granted, it didn't end up staying there, but like, it was for that season. It was for that season, and I needed that. Right. Even even dealing with like um um Crawford, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That was right after. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, if they watching this. Hey, right. you, you know what I'm saying? It's so all like, love, I, I do, it's all love. It's all by I do believe love. that I do believe that you know people can be in your lives for Don't a season. Take it and they can be your soulmate for that season. Right. Right. Agreed though. And I, I I think real quick is what I what I like about what you said is. It's, it's this uncertainty before you know. Right. Like you trying to, like, I'm moving. Like that unfamiliarity, like mm-hmm. it's like it's uncertainty before you know. Right. And that the uncertainty is why you know. Right. <laughs> it's right. it's yeah. kind of weird. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. With that uncertainty, that's what gives you the faith and the belief Be- part. Yeah. To really want to pursue and continue on to know more and to one, experience the thick and thin to eventually create that soulmate to be your wife. Okay. I get not. Yeah. Can you get the timeline? No, I, I, I kind of flow. I definitely get the timeline of what you guys are saying, mm-hmm. for sure. But to, I mean, you guys to me though, it sounds like a little initial versus like the, the, the entire project. Correct. So to me, to, so like, so like going back on it, it sounds more like have you ever heard of love at first sight? Do y'all believe in that? Yes. Do you believe in love at first sight, Jalen? I believe in having a very, very strong attraction to someone you've met for the first time. But whether you can discern whether that's love or lust, it take it still requires time. Okay. Like I you can be the baddest and I can have a great attraction, you can have a great attraction with me, but if we go to dinner and you are an asshole to the waiter yeah, love at first sight still going to be there. It's love. It's love. About a certain spirit. No, no, I'm still happy. No, no, no. What happened? What happened? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, are you that love still there? No, you're gonna, you're gonna get a like, relax. Like, you just attracted to them. Is you know what I'm saying? I need time and experience to tell me that that what I experienced that first time I saw you was that not. 
at that moment and it is and then it continues. I need to see that and then sit back and be like, hmm, maybe. Time experience, okay. It, ju- it justified the fact that maybe what I was feeling was love at first sight. But it's not going to be initially and I'm going to take it, if that makes sense. It makes sense. And I go back to the to the dollar situation. Mm-hmm. Like, when we first linked, like, I wasn't really lusting over her. Like, I, I was just so... It was just such a different. You can have a great attraction to people. Energy is everything. So, so people don't. So it doesn't have to be lust. It could it could be just like pure attraction. It doesn't just have to be what sexual. It, there's been moments physical. where it's like I don't know what it is, but I need to be next to you right now. Facts. I don't know what it is, but I need to I need to figure this this situation out right now. Don't go anywhere. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay next to you until I figure this out. No, no, no. I've had I've had experience where. I would see it, and I say, "This is what our future is gonna be like." <laughs> Straight like that, and I and 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 I I would approach yeah. it. With, I would approach it with so with so much confidence that I know to where she's like, "What the?" And she with me because mm-hmm. she like I don't, and I can't really explain it, but it's like I've seen, I you know like right. whether whether it was in high school or it was in college or it was in law school. I've seen the future and you with me and it's just done. And so that's just like my, so my energy and my interaction with her is with that type of certainty to where she just kind of like, well, I guess so then. I guess this is, <laughs> I guess this is the future. So yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Definitely felt that. Yeah, it's good. Crazy. For sure. <laughs> Yo. Hey, hey, hey. hey, 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 bro. hey I was hey, bro. so bad, bro. <laughs> Hey, cuddling! I got my hands on the stomach. Like, what you doing, man? I'm manifesting <laughs> type shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm manifesting. Uh, like, hey, and one day, yeah. uh, one day, viewers, we're gonna have some video footage <laughs> of just us interacting in public with people. Oh man! And when yeah. I tell you, my boy Elijah <laughs> is that motherfucking nigga, bro. <laughs> Died. Like Elijah's the type. Yo, he the type, bro. He reminds me of of, of Kendrick. Like I don't know if you ever remember when Kendrick would go out, bro. He'll like go, like he'll go up to somebody, whisper in the ear, and then like you look at that person that you know that was listening to what was going on, Mm -hmm. and and you see their face like the fuck, like what is just like, bro? It's like a spell. Hey man. My boy putting spells on these women. Oh bro. man! <laughs> my, like, this. Hey, shout out to. Oh, my, why my, you, why my, my, it always happens, yo. It always happens. He just gets in the air, bro. You become a topic. <laughs> I don't even know how he directed that. Like, nah, 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 nah. Hey man, yeah, yeah that's so funny. Much, man. Yeah. Just, yeah. got the greatest energy I've ever seen, bro. I love it. That's my guy. What's up? Yeah, this guy's funny. Bro. Oh man! Wow. Uh, what's this? What's the next topic? What I was gonna stick to love a little bit. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, we also love love. Yeah, somebody said education battle. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're gonna come back to it. Okay. We're gonna try to come back to it. Nah, bro. Go ahead and finish it, bro. Oh man, so so we talking about you know how difficult it is to find the soulmate. The the, the lessons learned. We talk about the biggest lessons learned. Like, what are some of like your regrets though? Like some of the mistakes you made along the way that you sort of kind of like cringe worthy that mm-hmm. when you was trying to look for love and be loved out. 
Let me pause on this point right here. Let me let this, let me let this build. Like yeah. Elijah was saying, let me let this build. Yeah. When you're growing up, the love you receive is with your family, right? And as a, as a black man, you receive as much love as you can get because you are someone's child. You're someone's grandchild, child, child. You're a child. You're just trying to receive love because you're a human being, right? Mm-hmm. To be socially, you know, gratified and and acknowledged and, and accepted, right? You get that from your family. Um, and when you get into relationships or when you're starting to get into relationships, there's sometimes this cloud of expectation that everybody's supposed to figure out or know what to do when it comes to a relationship. But it's like, Right. How am I supposed to know? How am I supposed to know the love if I never practice it and if it was only given onto me, you know, by default because I'm someone's child, I'm someone's grandchild, I'm someone's cousin, right? Mm. How do I know how to apply whatever I just saw on Love Jones to the situation? (laughs) But Love Jones didn't work out in the beginning. Also, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you really by default have to find out what it means to love and what it means for you to be loved through your love language and through your love identity based on your love past and based on your love history. Mm-hmm. Right. All of that has to be found out. But when you're young, you don't know that. All you think you need to do is find somebody you like. Y'all go on dates. Y'all exchange public displays of affection. And then after, I don't know, six months, someone should say, I love you. All right. And we hunt you. And we hunching, and hunching to turn <laughs> something else. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what are some of the lessons? What are some of like the mistakes or regrets you've had based on the lessons you've learned from love? Like, what are some things you'd be like, eh, I could have did that differently. Not necessarily to stay with them, but just sort of kind of like, I won't say ended on a good note, but just ended on a, a sense that was more responsible and mature of you. But looking back on it, you just like, yeah, I wish I could have had that. So we throwing ourselves on the bus. I the first thing. <laughs> With the accountability podcast. I don't think, I don't think you necessarily throw yourself on the bus. I think no, it's just, just lessons learned. Yeah, lessons learned, but it's just, you know, fuck niggas. Being a fuck nigga, you know what I'm saying? Ain't shit nigga shit. Right. So I know uh, my biggest deal over the course, um, I was selfish. In what way? Like, selfish in the point that I wanted everybody love. That makes sense. So you wanted more love from the, the I person wanted, you decided I wanted to be exclusive everybody with? love. I ain't want no exclusivity. I want your love to the fullest. I want her love to the fullest. I want the girl down the street love. I want everybody love. Okay. All coming to me. That might be some Leo shit too. It might be a little Leo shit. You got to you got tangled in that one. Yeah, Because I know what you about to say too. So selfish. I wanted everybody love, which might result in, you know, just even throughout high school and like uh, growing up, even through college or whatnot, uh, kind of being told like, oh, you're too friendly or you're giving, you're giving, you give every, everybody so much access to you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then that access to you and that friendliness to you rolls into another thing of me being Captain Saberho. I feel like now I want everybody love. Now I'm feeling accountable for everyone. Now I gotta save them from themselves. Right. Now I'm I'm Captain Saberho. I feel like I gotta do this. I feel like I gotta do that. So I had to. Mm. It was a it was a struggle. I was on like a seven eight year run on that for sure. That I did that. Just Captain Saberho. I want everybody love. Me being selfish. So it got to the point that I only way I really broke that was one being honest with myself and then first and foremost uh, being holding myself accountable. As soon as I did those two things, like. 
I was good. I, I, I found my peace. I found myself. And then I knew how to just carry myself. And now I added boundaries and, you know, just having, you know, holding myself accountable, adding those boundaries and just just moving in the light that's best for me and also best for that person. Right. So that's wow. That's my lessons. That's lit, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, I actually called and apologized <clears throat> for uh, <clears throat> the lesson that I learned. Uh, this particular lesson I was in it's crazy I was in college and um, the the lady that I was dating at the time uh, very very thankful for you know her and um, the role and the position she played in my life and specifically she had a way of identifying my enemies right and what I mean by that is you know just where I was um, she understood I had a big heart and I even remember some of my line brothers, they, they were, we would, we would get into just heated discussions about this, but I wanted, I wanted everybody to win. Right. And, and what, when, when I say I wanted everybody to win, when I would interact with different people, it was always just coming from this genuine place, you know, just love. Like, man, we building, man, we on the brotherhood, man, we don't, you know, we just elevating. And, you know, my lady at the time, she had a way of being able to know people who would take advantage of that. And when I look back on all of the different disagreements that we had, it was related to things that were outside of us, too. And what would happen in this particular situation, I remember I was walking and we had the new student center that's on Fort Valley's campus. And I was waiting on two friends in there and they wanted me to, you know, they they were they were going through some tough times or whatever the situation may be, and they needed me to help cover the food or whatever. Me being the type of person I am, I'm like, okay, you know, it's just a couple of dollars. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna really trip. And from that, like literally, I remember her telling me she was like, "Yeah, why are you always doing such and such?" Like she she had like a list of questions, like why do they always call you when they're doing this, but not when they're doing this. They seem to be closer than you are. They, you seem to be closer with them than they are to you. Just how they da 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 da. I was like, nah, what you talking about? Nah, nah, they wouldn't do that. And then it was another situation where we got into it in a very, very heated discussion. And the reason why I even got to that point is because I didn't recognize that my friend was trying to use me. Right. Mm-hmm. Trying to use me for a ride to take him from this place to this place. Try to use me for my money because they know I don't you know, I just I want to see you win. Like if you if you need it, I want to be able to help you. And I remember like years later, it was five years later, five years later, removed from our relationship. And what she said would happen came true. And what I had to do, I had to call her because one thing about me. I, I don't have an issue with accountability. Like if I if I make a mistake on something, like if yeah, I'm wrong I'm, on something, I like yeah, like I'd be like, you know, I said, hey man, my bad. And so I called her and I said, I just want to apologize. And she was like, what you talking about? And I was just like, well, I remember back when we got into this, you know, discussion or whatever about X, Y, and Z, and that came to pass. And she said, I just love you. I was just trying to protect you. So I think the lesson that I learned was just like, bro, right? If like, I take a deep like, breath right there at that moment. Like the, the love, love doesn't look like what you think it looks like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's not going to always be pleasant. And it, it may conflict with what you want to do. And you may not be able to understand or recognize that that love is actual protection. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not so. So when your woman is speaking on certain things, it may not be coming from a place of jealousy. She, it may not be. Oh, I don't want you hanging with the boys. It may be that them guys that you hanging out with aren't in your best interest. Right. So why would I even put you in that position? Because right. I know what it's going to do to you in the long run. Right. And so that was like some maturity and some growth that I gained over the time. And like I said, I called and I, I chopped it up with her, and I said I, I was like, my bad, you know. I said I apologize, and like you know, we've been cool ever since. So it's you know. It's love. That's lit. Yeah. I'm you trying to slide? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go, go ahead? No, brother, go ahead. Um, wow. I have so many lessons. So many things I could have been like, I could have had that one back. <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. We was talking about soulmates a while ago, a little bit ago. And uh, my girlfriend now, she knew that I was going to be her husband. Well, I, I always say two seconds into me knowing her. It was probably about a couple months. And I was just like, mm, I don't know about all that, shorty. <laughs> um, and me not knowing about all that turned into two years of a situationship. Now, we'll get into situationships next season. Mm-hmm. All right. Those but, are beautiful things. But, uh, <laughs> my fuck <laughs> so so for our relationship I always tell people that uh, I've known her for five we've been together for three I leave those two years to let anyone else figure out what happened but uh, I would say in those first two years of situationship it was me still questioning myself because I came out of a long term relationship at that time so I was when I first met her so I really was just trying to like you know what I'm saying? I was trying to shed whatever toxins of that last relationship was, take on whatever lessons of that relationship was, and move into a healthier space to find out what it is that I wanted to do next when it comes to love and relationships. Some people take breaks. Some people damn themselves to all hell and say, I'm not going to go back to a relationship for whatever reason. And other folks just move from one relationship to another. I say exercise whatever is healthy and the best interest for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, for me, I I thought I needed to, you know, be on my, you know, be on my own, you know, just just learn and do what I need to do. But I also still had that craving of wanting to be loved and appreciated by every by everybody. So while she, while I had her attention, my girlfriend's attention, at well, who I was in a situation ship, well, who I was just mixy with <laughs> at the time, I was still looking. For more gratification for some reason. Um, she wanted to love me. She wanted to settle down with me. She wanted to be in a relationship. But me at the time was like, nah, I'm going to just do what I want to do and whatever, whatever. And looking back on it was, damn, like I should have just said, you know what? I'm hurting. I got out of a long term relationship. I'm not ready for another. You should not be fucking with me. But instead, I was like, I got out of a long-term relationship. I don't want to be in another one, but I'll I'll continue to engage with you knowing that you want more in hopes that you would leave me alone. You know how you feel, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I was waiting on that one. I was waiting on that one. Do you feel like that was a... So, because of that, because of... 
because you have to be you, you have to be on the same you have to be on the same page with the person you're with constantly you have to find different ways to evaluate where you are and it's funny how a lot of guys would trip whenever the woman would be like what are we what are we what are we because they're trying to make sure that it's mutual it's mutual it's mutual it's mutual because if it's not someone's going to not only get hurt but they're going to walk away with battle scars and wounds that may be too deep to stitch Mm -hmm. so I would say for me I was on one end and she was on another end for two years and it got to a point where I made a fuckboy decision in 2019 (laughs) I I, I, uh, I played a spade and thinking I was going to win the book let's just say that and um, it didn't work out in my favor and I had to do some soul searching by myself (laughs) and go into the lab in the summer of 2019 and then me and her talked and she was like well what do you really want from me like I'm, I'm about done with you you know what I'm saying like what do you really want like I'm about done with you and I was like, well, for some reason, I feel like I need to I need to be here next to you. Uh, I need to learn how to be better, but also need to learn that maybe this has something, you know, worth fighting for if I just paid attention and get and let and move my ego out the way and move my whatever kind of inflated sense of searching for love and gratification from others out of the way and step out on faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know three years you know later we're here and I feel like I've learned from one of my biggest mistakes and from one of the biggest lessons I've learned in love you know what I'm saying I'm actively learning that as I'm and reminded of that um, not in the sense of like oh like she's reminding me of the things I did because she does not we had we went over that hump. You know what I'm saying? The woman has to forgive you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like on vice versa. Vice versa. You have to forgive them and completely. not bring it up completely and, and move forward and really look forward. We got over that hump. I'm just saying, like, there are different moments where I am sort of kind of triggered by those mistakes I made. Not mm-hmm. only with her, but with previous relationships. And I will tell her that, like, yo, I'm sort of kind of triggered. Because of this, this, this transparency and fluidity in your communication and being really solid in your security and your conveying of these messages to your person mm-hmm. also makes a difference in terms of whether you found a soulmate or not. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Because your person can be all cool and lovey dovey with you, but when you talk about your previous relationships and how that affected you to where you are now, to why you're making certain decisions and how certain things are triggering you, and they start to go ballistic, you got to grow up. Mm-hmm. You wasn't the only person in that person's life. You wasn't the only person that they was laying with. You wasn't the only person they said they loved you too. They was, you wasn't. You was not. So you got to grow up, all right, mm-hmm. and understand that they're living out their lessons through you. And if you want them to keep living out their lessons through you and not mistakes, you got to grow up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. Three years later, I'm here. But I think one of the lessons I learned, mistakes. One of the things I wish I could have had back was cutting down on that time of fucking around because even to this day me and my girl will say uh damn if you actually said if you actually was mature at that time who was to say we would be together i'm like yeah you're right mm. 
if I just said, you know, I'm 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 gonna use you as a rebound and fuck around and do all this other shit and not really take you seriously, ain't she just gonna stick around for that? Hell no. So I I I um, tip my cap for her for believing in the greater the greater me. Mm-hmm. You also have to be with somebody who believes in the greater person and knows that you have the actual tools and fundamentals to do that and not just blindly aspirationally think that you're going to be better. Right. That's another that's another business people get in relationship too. You know what I'm saying? They think, oh, you're gonna get better eventually. You know, I, I'm here in relationship, I support you, you're going to get better eventually. But no, that person doesn't have the fundamentals, they don't have that discipline, they don't have those tools. You may have to step away and let that person do that on their own. But she saw that in me to know that I was worth investing in and it, you know what I'm saying? Again, I feel like I'm reaping the benefits of that. That's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? My brother. Okay, brother. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Here. I got you. So, all right, let's go. So, let's go. Let's move it in. Let's move it in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where we at? So we did. We did love and sex. Oh, let me let me get my point. I gotta get my point okay, okay. real quick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real, real simple no, and quick though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So when it comes to the lessons I've learned for me is three things, right? So like accountability, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I've struggled and I had a problem with you know being self-accountable for things that I've done and not just looking at it from my perspective. I think that's my biggest issue is that I look for things only from my perspective. It's like, all right, well, that's not, you know, I wouldn't feel this type of way. Well, guess what? Doesn't mean that, you know, the other person doesn't feel this type of way. So I had to really sit there, have true empathy because at the end of the day, I believe true empathy is that I see you, I feel you, I hear you. I may not agree with you, but I understand it and we're going to get through it and work through it. Right. So accountability, um, lack of self-love, right. So like, how can you love somebody if you're not fully loving yourself, right? To the sure. fullest. Yeah. And, and loving yourself is not just holding yourself accountable, but it's also holding other people accountable. You know what I'm saying? It's, so like, I, I used to have this thing where it's like, I would draw a line in the sand. He's like, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Nobody's, you can't cross this fucking line. Guess what? Now what? I step back and I'll draw another line. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that was the issue that I've, I've always struggled with. To the point, and when I say self-love, I'm talking about like, you know, doing things that I want to do. Saying no when I really don't want to do something or when I really don't believe in doing this this type of way, but because I want to people please you, right? I'm a people pleaser. That's the issue I have is that I, I try to people please because I think that, that that holds value in love mm-hmm. and it doesn't. Does it make sense? Like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that because I'm satisfying you and, you know, giving you gratification and whatever it is at the particular time that they're supposed to give me fucking love points. Right. When in actuality, that's not the case. And that's where I fuck up a lot is that I think that because I'm doing something or I'm, you know, loving somebody how I want to be loved, that that actually means something that doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, with your partner, you need to know their love languages, right? Jalen spoke on that. Like, you need to really, really understand that shit and really speak to it. Because at the end of the day, you have to reach that person. If you're not, you know, if you're only reaching somebody how you want to be reached, how, how you know, how are you guys going to prosper? So, like, I would say those, those are the things for me. Lack of lack of accountabilities are things that I've I've, I've learned and I'm still currently working on. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody thinks they shit don't stink. Come on now. Like everybody think that. Everybody think they're right. Everybody think that their perspective is the only perspective or the logical perspective. And it's not the case. And you really, really have to sit down and really challenge yourself. I had to challenge myself as a man. Like, you know, Mike, you really was on some bullshit, bro. 
Not real talk. Like you did some lame nigga shit just like you know, you really did some lame shit just now. Mm-hmm. That's real. And then I would say the last thing, just to just to wrap this up, is um forgiveness. Like true forgiveness, right? Whether you have to forgive your partner truly for the wrongs they've done to you, right? I say wrong because we're all human, right? Nobody's perfect, right? And if you're gonna hold somebody something over somebody's head for so long, whether you communicate that or not. Right. And when I say that, I'm talking about for myself. I don't see like I, like I'm going back to the people pleasing. Right. Avoiding conflict and all that type of stuff. Right. Because I would hold stuff in to where like, OK, you know, like I, I'm agreeing with you. Like, oh, this is what you want to do. OK, cool. Let's do that. But in really in the inside, I'm like, nah, I, don't, I really don't want to do that <laughs> But because I want to people please you. I'm just going to just sit there and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But low key, I really been building a resentment towards you mm-hmm. to the point to now I'm snapping on you for what? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not me. This is not my, this is not my character. Why do I have this kind of like prefix hatred or, or tonality in my voice when you're speaking to me about something that's really minute? And I had to really break myself down to really figure out the, the lack of things, you know, the things that I need to work on the things that I'm still continuing to, you know, working on via therapy via my brothers holding me accountable, stuff like that. So those are the three things I would say that I am, I have learned and I'm still currently progressing in that knowledge. So that's it. Um, One of our, one of our favorite episodes is like the blackness episode. Mm -hmm. And every time, like I see like a news clip about a mass shooting Inflation being where it is, our our student loans, whether they'll be uh, forgiven or not, or just anything that transpires within our own community from, you know, senseless violence amongst ourselves, um, you know, too many, you know, prominent or promising entertainers or figures are passing too soon. There's just a myriad of different things that that leaves me puzzled. And no longer angry, but just more so um, disappointed in the progress that many folks tend to speak of when it comes to black progress in this country. Uh, So what are some things that you feel like we like, again, it goes back to this like same question. Like, what are some things that at this time of of social unrest and inflation, all this stuff? that you feel like we need to do to really remain more insulated and more protective of our own more than ever? I think it's important. There's a lot of layers to that because we see so many, so many shootings, so many people dying. It's a lot of hurt people out here, um, particularly our own and what I've noticed is that many people don't have much to live for. So I think one of the foundational principles, because you, when you think about it, 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 if things have gotten to the point where somebody cuts you off on the roadway and you ready to start blasting, somebody steps on your shoe or they unintentionally bump into you. So now you feel like that's an affront, that's an attack on your manhood and now you have to assert yourself in a certain way. A woman doesn't want to give you her number and so you take that offensively and so your immediate reaction is to respond with violence 
And mm-hmm. this is it's getting more and more prevalent. And I think it's at a point to where we're no longer just collectively, in a sense, many of us are no longer thinking about the long term consequences of the short term decisions that we're making. And when we're not thinking about that impact, that creates a big problem for us as a generation and us as a society in order to move forward, because we're only thinking about right now. Everybody is YOLO. You only live once. That that mentality, that mindset, I live for me. Nobody cares about the next person. Nobody cares about your daughter or your son or your niece or your nephew or your brother or your friend. Everybody's like, it's about me. So I think there has to be a transition in the the selfishness of the individuality in the culture. And then that also has to be a realistic aspiration that gives somebody something to look forward to. Like, no, I don't want to like, for example, there were a lot of instances where I could have been the person that could have easily engaged in selling drugs, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the least likely uh, target fit that particular market. I'm able to move. I'm a smart guy. I had access to the resources. I was asked multiple times and I made a decision because I was thinking about, for me personally, I was thinking about the long-term impact on what that means in terms of the type of example that I would be setting for other people to come after me because they've seen that example. Others have seen the example of the quote unquote drug dealer that looks and dresses and gets this and that type of girl or what have you. And they seen what what that leads to. They seen the example of making it to the league or what or what have you. But I'm a different example. And so therefore, I wanted to live my life in a certain way to where when it's reflected upon you, that's not the only route for success. So I gave myself a value in an aspiration on what I don't even know I've actually become just yet. But I know that I didn't have to do certain things or I rejected certain activities specifically because I wanted to be a certain type of example. And so what I'm saying is that one of the one of the foundational things outside of taking care of the home, we know that father, mother, raising the child, instilling values, morals and principles outside of that, they need something to live for. They need something to be, to become, to, man, I, man, I'm excited to go become whatever. And it's like, that's the part that I think it's like, it's missing in our culture. Cause when you ask people like what they want to do or what they want to, so many people have no idea. So it's like, I don't give a fuck about my life. I don't care about none of this. Like I, I see that a lot. I don't give a fuck about none of this. People having suicidal thoughts. I don't have no reason to live. What's the reason? Why am I here? I don't have no answers. Y'all keep telling me to talk to the Lord and I don't get no response. The response that I think that I should receive. So therefore, I'm empty. I feel trapped. So I'm going to put a gun to my head. That's it. I feel trapped. I can't get out of it. I ain't got no job. Ain't nobody trying to help me. I ain't got no resources. I'm trapped. I'm going to put a gun in my head. That's it. And it's happening so much to where it's just like, damn, man. And so what I think... From my perspective, outside of taking care of the home, taking care of the family, encouraging more of the family dynamic where you have structure, you're able to have more financial independence and stability. I just think that we should have something to live for. Everybody should have whatever that whatever that that thing is that's driving them. That's it should be pulling them and that should be encouraged. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think I think that that's something that I would just like to see more of. A lot of times when we see what's happening with these mass shootings, a lot of times it's rooted in rejection. You know, somebody didn't like me in school or this girl that I was interested in didn't give me certain types of attention or this person said this thing that really pissed me off or I'm considered the pariah. I'm the outsider. I don't fit in with them. So it's a lot of rejection and not knowing how to respond to that type of conflict, which leads to I'm a, you know, so I just think it's just like, yo, like, where is the where we taking them? You know, and I, I and I think I think that it trickles down from like the family dynamic to personally to just the country. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. And it's like it's just like when you talk about like women be like, where are we going? Because it's like if you ain't got no direction. You just on the you just on the boat, just just rocking back and forth. So that would be that's that's my thought process. We got to give people something to live for, and people gotta they gotta hold that you know whatever that is. That's my that's my thought. You summed it up. I don't even know what to say after that. Uh, but uh, to even piggyback off basically what you said, bro, give give the people something to live for. But then that just goes back into like we were saying previously in the season about the mentorship. Yeah. So even with the essence of the mentors, the mentorship is basically giving them something different to one change of the, the mindset of what they're used to in their immediate environment to have them want you know, dream of something bigger than what they see. So mentorship, I also would say with the mentorship, also just community development, um, you know, just making the hoods somewhat of a beautiful place, teaching them. We got to go back to the, the farming and the, and the, right. the, no, the, the OG shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. So we got to go back to that. Also, um, even going back to episode seven about the, so, so get, so, the success guilt, um, even those who are in that upper echelon career field or status also coming back to the community to be that, that real life example for the, for the, for the generations coming up to, for them to see it, feel it, touch it, speak to you, look at you, smell you, all that, you know what I'm saying? The glitz and glamour. Cause if you really ask them now what they want to do, they really don't know. And then typically how it really plays out is they want to be what's hot. Yes. Period. That's it. That's right. A, that's an influencer or whatever. So if you want to, if you want to influence them to, to the good things, that's what's hot other than the drug dealer. Cause that's what's hot in the neighborhood. So right. therefore I want to be yeah. him. Right. So provide them the, the actual people with good standing to be that example will be also perfect. And also, um, I think we hit that hit this in earlier in pre-production about the working on the emotional intelligence. That was a big one that we talked about. We just yeah. spun off a whole another. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm, I'm leave with that yeah. on the emotional te- the emotional intelligence. And I'm That's the secret ingredient to success yeah. if you don't know. Yeah, yeah. agree. You know what I'm saying the law of attraction, of course, is the secret, but having emotional intelligence takes precedence over talent, work ethic. You know, it's that, it's that ability not only to just read the room, but how to execute, how to navigate the room that you're reading. Right. And um, it requires a lot more of you having an abundance of self-love to be able to check with yourself, to be able to discern how to approach this person differently, because you acknowledge and respect the fact that everyone in this room that you're stepping in is different. So if you got 200 people in this room, that's 200 different personalities, there's 200 different backgrounds, 200 different stories that you have to open yourself to 
no one person is the same as the other. That person, that gay, that girl you think you like got a cute bob that may remind you of a chick you met three years ago, but they're nothing alike. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The guy, the white guy you met who gave you a firm handshake and looked in your eyes and smiled, there's nothing like the white guy who did that five years ago who took advantage of you. You got to find ways to do that work, um, that internal work, and know that in this life, the more your will, the more you continue to, to manifest and to churn with your will to understand that this life doesn't stop until it ends, you'll be better. Stop stop reaching for retirement. Stop reaching for any kind of thing just to stop. And then you'll just always be on the beach with sand and crabs crawling around. No, that's not how life works. Once you understand that this game always requires you to play, mm-hmm. Always requires you to play. You're going to have moments when you win the chip. You're going to have moments when you don't. Moments when you're sitting your ass on the couch watching it from TV. But that's how life is. The more you continue to understand that the longer you continue to put in the work, you'll get better with that emotional intelligence being the key and not blaming yourself for things that did not, that happened, that were not in your control. That's the biggest hump. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest hump in therapy that a lot of people are afraid to uh, admit because Mm -hmm. You got to forgive yourself to know that what transpired, you didn't have a say in. You know what I'm saying? Like you were witness to it, but you didn't have a say in. There's nothing you could have done. So you have to learn to forgive yourself and understand that what you are in control of is what matters. And the things that are happening in the background with the energy that follows with the actions you make that are within your control also plays a role, i.e. law of attraction having emotional intelligence, having a good sense of faith, mm-hmm. having mentors to reassure you and to listen. You know what I'm saying? The messages your mentors give you may not hit right then, but you need to listen. You know what I'm saying? The most, the, the most you could do is continue to be present in the fact that you're always growing, you're always learning, and you always have to lead with love and lean with love because that's the ultimate provider and purveyor of the success that you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Love doesn't mean weakness. Love means protection. Love means discernment. Love means security. Love means transparency. And I think once we continue to lead with that, instead of leading with a transactional approach, what is this person going to give me? What is me getting on Instagram or YouTube, what is that going to provide me in X amount of months? And exactly. what is this? And what is that? Like, is, if it's not giving me this in this time, I'm done. If I'm not with this in this moment, and I'm done. Like, it's that's foolish. That's foolish. Um, if people say God is love and you've done research on what God can do, then you know love isn't just one thing. <laughs> Which means acknowledging that love can come with pain. Because one of the biggest problems in our society is that we don't want to go through the grind. We think that we can escape it. We want to ignore it. We think that success is, you know, the instant gratification of what we see on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, man, life looks great. Life looks easy. Life looks relaxed. Life looks pleasing. Life looks amazing. This shit is hard, man. <laughs> like, 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 it's hard, bro. Like, no, bro, stop. Like, y'all gotta stop, bro. No, delayed gratification, bro. It is a process. 
before the butterfly. Nah, did you see where I was? Did you see what I had to do to get here? I ain't even kicking with the same caterpillars. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like some of us didn't make it. So it's just, it's just, I think it's just, yeah, man, just adding to that, man, that with love, there is a part of it that, you know, it's, it's, it, it comes with some struggle. It comes, it comes with some pain as long as you don't stay there. You know what I'm saying? And as long as you understand that it's for something bigger mm-hmm. to look forward to is, yeah. Crazy. Amen. <laughs> Might be. Let's roll into the next question. I took everything. I mean, everything. Jalen, honestly, a lot of shit that you said, especially towards the end, I really was feeling, man. Like, yeah. I mean, if I if I do have to say something, I would just say that we gotta just like accountability, bro. Like, real talk. Like within our like, just within yourself. Like, call yourself out on your own shit. Be around people who will call you out on your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't think there's like no such thing as a true friend if you and your friend have never argued about, you know, the lot, you know, like them being disappointed in something that you've done in general, like being honest. Like, I don't want to, I like, like Marlo is my best friend, right? <laughs> Straight up, right? I almost fought, bro. We almost fought, bro. <laughs> like no cap. Like, like for 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 like accountability purposes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I just think that there's there's just such a lack of accountability nowadays. You know, like, yeah. bro. Like, I live by the quote, and I will always say this, bro. Nobody cares. Work harder. Nobody cares what you're going through, Elijah. Nobody cares what you're going through, Marlo, Jalen. But guess what? You still got to produce. You still got to be the best version of yourself. You still got to do all, like we still have to hold ourselves accountable. We can't feel sorry for ourselves. Like, like, do you hear like real talk? I, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm on, my, I'm on my shit right now. Real, real talk. I'm so tired of just like the fuckery or like the whining or the bitch shit. I, like constantly, I hear from like a lot of people when it comes to the struggles of life. Now, I will tell you this. I will acknowledge your feelings and emotion, right? But I will also challenge you to I will also challenge you to know that you can overcome it easily. Like, do you think like, like I look at stuff now, right? We talk you talk about active shooting, right? Because somebody said they didn't like you or whatever, right? I saw a picture the other day of uh right when they inter- integrated segregation into schools, and there was a black woman holding her black daughter's hand. And it was probably like a thousand white people around just screaming signs that say nigger, all this other stuff, right? Guess what? When I tell you the unbotheredness of that mom and her child, like, because like they know that, hey, like, this is the world that we live in. Like, people are going to always hate. If somebody's not hating on you, bro, you ain't doing something right. Right. But you still got to, you still got to get your, like, keep grinding, bro. Keep going through it. Take the necessary steps for self-care and self-love, you know? Um, go, go to a spa day, you know what I'm saying? Get your, you know, get your toes done, you know, do whatever it is that you need to do to alleviate stress, but don't let it defeat you. I, th- I think that's the problem I've been having. I feel like too many people are defeated and then they start making in excuses of why they can't do something. And then you ever listen, you ever listen to somebody when they make an excuse about something and you're just like, so you're telling me basically you just don't want to do it. You don't want to be great. Cause what you just said is like is 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 this compared to like the bigger problems that are going on in life. But guess what? You still gotta get shit done. So my people, I just want us to make sure we keep grinding, we keep striving. 
All right, because at the end of the day, like, let's be honest too, us as black men, us as black people, we're already starting from a from a low standpoint. And in order for us to be on the same level as our counterparts, we actually have to ex- exceed them mm-hmm. in order for us to be looked at the same. Mm-hmm. So keep grinding. That's all I got to say. Fuck the bullshit, man. Yo. <laughs> this recap, man, was... I don't know what else I was expecting for this recap. Yeah. Oh, but, but that was good, though. I got something for you. What's up? What was your favorite episode? Personally. I want to go around the room and I want y'all... Oh, man. Like, what's your favorite episode? And, like, real quick, why? Put me on, put me on the spot. Um, I think... Seven with the trials of triumph because that's when I first like I was always like you know responsive but that was like the moment where I was like yeah I know I can do this pod and shit like I knew that what I was saying meant something to me outside of my own mind and spirit if that makes sense because you know like when you're when you're working within yourself to try to accomplish these goals you're telling yourself this but when you're speaking it outwardly and publicly there's a certain other, that's like another level of like reassurance that, you know, um, that I didn't know I needed. So seven, episode seven, Trials of Triumph was good. Is your favorite? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Favorite. I don't really, I like all of them. What's your favorite? I don't really have a favorite. Or at least what was your favorite topic? My favorite topic, I don't know, I, they, I got three, that's, it is my three, but fuck okay. you talking about. Got six manhood and legacy is my top three. They all on the same level. I mean, them three right there all hit. And YouTube gonna show you. (laughs) They gonna hit. Okay. That's my top. Manhood. Manhood. Yeah, the manhood, fatherhood, that that really spoke to me. I don't I don't think that it's it's really addressed enough, uh, especially in the way that we did it and the fact that we didn't even go through all the layers of masculinity and, and you know, man and uh, trials and tribulations and fatherhood. And I just, at that topic, it it also allowed my, my father and I, we connected on that too, you know, just reflecting on it. Uh, it was, it was, it, it was a great place. It was a good, good bonding moment for me and pops, um, just watching it and just, you know, seeing and feeling his support. And at the same time, we were able to grow through that together the way the way we communicate, you know, and him understanding that I understand what he was trying to teach me when I when it was that moment in time, even though I didn't understand at that moment. So it's mm-hmm. it's yeah, I think to me that was my favorite. Um, yeah, my favorite episode. Yeah. So for me, I'm gonna agree with Elijah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go fatherhood, manhood. Um, I actually had the reverse of what you had, which is that when I did watch this episode with my father, or when we did talk about it, and we acknowledged the things that I said, we actually had a little falling out. Mm-hmm. It was actually a huge argument. You know, emotions going everywhere, right? I've told you guys about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved it, though, because through that turbulence, I would say, uh, we've actually grown a lot closer because he didn't know how I felt. He didn't know my experience you know, like, I mean, most of our parents don't know our true opinion of how it was. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, your parents don't, like, your parents, I, I feel like everybody's parents has a perception of what, how they were as a parent. And if they were to really sit there and listen to their kids, 
unfiltered talk about how it was when they were raised, I bet you a lot of feelings would be hurt. For sure. And I felt like with my father, his feelings were hurt. Yeah, my dad be- was too. Because he had that perception of like, yo, like, this is, you know, like, I, I, I was there for you and all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, I acknowledge that. But this is where you lacked at. So for what you thought was love and, you know, all this other stuff, I didn't, I didn't perceive it that way. Mm-hmm. And it actually traumatized me to, you know, as a man to, you know, where I'm at today or, you know, I'm still working through it via therapy or whatever. And I love that episode, like I said, because we got to connect on a stronger and deeper level than just surface level shit. I feel like a lot of relationships between parents and and kids, especially like black parents and kids, I feel like it's a lot of surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, think about it. Like, you know, you you wait until, you know, you... I, I, I give. I know most people wait until they have kids until they're their true selves around their parents, mm. because because they married. feel like it, or married because they feel like okay, like you know, I have I have kids myself. You know, I'm gonna you know I'm I'm a parent myself, or you know I'm married or whatever. So like I can really just like relax, you know. And sometimes that's a wake up call, you know what I'm saying for parents. So um, I that's my favorite episode. Though. It was very very deep. It was very very a lot of healing, a lot of current healing still going on, but mm, for sure. Yo, I can't wait for season, <laughs> season two. two <laughs> season two, we're gonna build, we're gonna build, we're gonna build. Uh, fellas, I, I, I love y'all, man. I love this. Um, I mean, I couldn't be again, like I said, at the top of the key with the, the, the toast, man. I couldn't be more blessed and fortunate to, to have shared and, and to watch this, these ideas that we have that culminate to episodes in this brand of honesty on the table. I couldn't be more thankful. To share it with y'all, man. But I wish we had uh, another bottle of that rose to, to tap us off, whatever. But <laughs> fellas, yeah. family, honestly, on the table, season one is now officially closed. Into Elijah's point, into Mike's point, into Lowe's point, into our point. We got to continue to move forward. So season yeah. two, October, look forward to that. We look forward to seeing you. Yes, sir. 